police in the morning. Fifty years ago, the Japanese Defense Force killed Godzilla, or so they thought. When a series of terrifying natural disasters begins to plague Japan, including the inexplicable offshore sinking of a U.S. submarine, a mystic old man warns his nation that Godzilla has come back to destroy Japan as revenge for all the souls lost in the Pacific War. When mere military might cannot squash the monster, the mystic man awakens the holy beasts of Yamato, King Ghidorah, Mothra, and Baragon, sleeping giants that protected Japan in ancient times. These untamed mammoth beasts take on Godzilla with frightening supernatural brute power that has been 2,000 years in the making. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week on Kaiju Month, we are taking a look at the 2001 film Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Out Attack. You heard what the back of the DVD box had to say. Let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Let's uh, start with the top for this one. Ooh, yay, good stuff. I'm going to say number three. This is one of those movies that says, let's bring the biggest names in Kaiju together. And you know what? It actually does a good job at, at bringing these four kaiju together. And, you know, it, it doesn't feel like it was super forced like some of the other Godzilla films. Number two, the buildup. You know, a lot of movies just have time that just goes by for no reason. But yet, in Giant Monsters All Out Attack, the buildup actually makes sense and, and tells you why these monsters are actually coming together to battle Godzilla, and, and what is Godzilla doing there in the first place? Well, you know what? They let you know, and, you know, stuff is going on. It's not just for naught. And number one, the kaiju battles themselves. Oh, my God. Godzilla fighting other giant monsters, you know, atomic breath, super moth powers, you know, burrowing rat beasts, and, you know, electric breath from, you know, all sorts of heads and things. It's just, it's amazing. People in rubber suits destroying buildings and each other in this beautiful kaiju bliss. It's pretty much exactly what we were hoping for all month. So, number three, each monster was different and had their own unique aspects and abilities. I really like the diversity of the um, giant monsters. Number two, the quality of the monsters was cheap and cheesy and it just it paid it paid homage to all the old movies and that was really nice to see and number one godzilla is a fucking badass nothing stops him he brushes off shots fired by the military and just kicks the crap out of all the other monsters he truly deserves the title of king of the monsters well let's talk about what was bad the bottom three for me number three there's a monster in this movie named Baragon. He is so insignificant. He's not even mentioned in the title. You know, Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, giant monsters all out attack. But then I read the description. Baragon, who the fuck is Baragon? Baragon is this little, like, kind of cute, like, he, he reminds me of a naked cat. He's this cute, radish, caddish-looking, like, underground-dwelling, burrowing mon- giant monster. And... He just, unfortunately, he doesn't stand a chance against Godzilla. And uh, I just, I, it saddens me, you know, 
that, that he's excluded from so much in this movie. And I think that's a disservice to Baragon. He, he should have been right there in, in the melee at the end. Poor Baragon. He looked like a giant gremlin that crawled around on all fours. Um, number two. What the fuck was up with the suicidal guy in the cave? Like, I understand he went to the forest to, to kill himself, and then he falls into this cave, and he just starts screaming. Like, I can't tell what he's screaming at, why he's screaming. You know, he looks at the floor, he screams. He looks at the ceiling, he screams. And, like, why? Why? What is going on in here? Like, later in the movie, you know, you can see King Ghidorah break out of the, the cave, but you can't fucking tell what the guy's looking at. And he's just freaking out. Number one, when will you learn that your weapons have no effect on Godzilla? Oh, let's try shooting him with stuff. Oh, that didn't work. Let's try shooting him with stuff again. You know, it, it doesn't work. Change your tactics. Change your weapons. Do something else. For 50 goddamn years, you've been trying to kill this lizard. And what? Nothing. The military doesn't stand a chance with what you're using. Do something different. But maybe this time it'll work. Number three, I agree. Baragon just kind of got owned pretty fast. Actually, so did Mothra. They really didn't stand a chance at all against Godzilla. Mothra's just kind of like flying around, not really doing anything, and then just gets blown up real fast. Number two, this movie is pretty slow-paced. Most of it's just a setup for the fights. The fights were cool, but it seemed like a lot of it was just kind of setting the stage for it and just dragged on a bit too long. And number one, King Adira gets beaten by Godzilla three different times and barely manages to leave a scratch on him. In the end, the fucking humans take down the giant monster. In fact, it was actually only one human in a submarine. How anticlimactic. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, G G King Ghadira shoots this giant-ass fireball that, you know, blows Godzilla into the sea, cracks Godzilla's, you know, outer skin, you know, and leaves him injured, and yet, you know, he doesn't use that attack again. He just kind of, like, clamps onto Godzilla and, like, electroshocks him a bunch of times to no avail. Like, the electroshock isn't doing anything, but your giant fireball hurt him. You know, stop you know, trying to bite him, and giant fireball his ass again. Yeah, and plus, like, King Adira, like, went through these weird evolutions. Like, he gets killed by Godzilla, then This Mothra, isn't even my final form. Yeah. Then Mothra sacrifices himself, and he comes back with wings, and somebody drops, like, some ancient stone after he gets beaten again, and he comes back, like, even stronger and more CGI, and then he gets beaten again only this time he blows up completely it's like come on like he no matter what he just couldn't he he didn't stand a chance against Godzilla at all wasn't even close so you know something we haven't mentioned too much is uh the dialogue in this movie so let's have ourselves a little bit of a quote war, quote war. I'll start us off here quick take a photo then we'll run it had a big head and a big mouth Yes, good luck everybody, you're going to die. Godzilla would be great as a pet. Godzilla! Baragon? And there you have it, friends. If you have a favorite quote from this movie, you can leave it here on our SoundCloud or on our you know, website, bmoviebros.com. I think it's time to give this movie our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. 
Remember, our shot skills are reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? I gave this a 2 out of 10. I gave it a 3 out of 10. I have to say, Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Out Attack, you know, it's a lengthy title, but well-deserved and really delivers on it in every sense of the word. Sure, there's a little hokey humor, like, you know, someone trying to pee when Godzilla shows up, but it's mostly action. There is a story, but that's not very important. The characters exist, and their plot moves rather well, but fuck that. Giant monsters fight, and fight scenes are amazing. Terrible coordination, lots of energy blasts, and explosions all over the place. I don't feel like anything else is needed. This is kaiju at its fight-loving best. And that's why I gave it a 2 out of 10. Godzilla, Mothra, and King Godzilla, giant monsters all at fight, is a really fun kaiju fighting movie. It was slow to build up, but well worth it in the end. Godzilla proves himself as the king of the monsters by easily beating everyone else, which was cool, except that the only ones left to combat the giant monster were humans, which was extremely anticlimactic. I wish the rest of the kaiju were able to hold their own at least a little bit better against Godzilla, or at least, if that didn't work, for Godzilla to just wipe everyone out. And poor Baragon. He wasn't even in the title. I was rooting for the little guy the whole time. And he just died so easily. So there you have it. Now, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every B-movie we review an A-movie companion and tell you why this A-movie is the same exact movie as this B-movie, just of a higher class and standard. I picked the 1998 film Armageddon. I picked Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade from 1989. Well, I have to say that Armageddon is an A-movie version of Giant Monsters All Out Attack because they both present an end-of-the-world scenario. You know, one with meteors falling from the sky and the other by a giant lizard. Both feature cities being destroyed. In both movies, a team is brought together to battle the oncoming menace, whether it's, you know, the Guardian Monsters of Japan or a ragtag group of oil rig workers. Both, you know, movies involve flying, whether it's giant monsters flying or, you know, people flying into space. In both movies, drills are used very importantly. In one movie, it's used to attack the giant monsters, and the other, it's to drill through the surface of the asteroid. In both movies, they use explosives rather extensively, or not so much. In one, to attack Godzilla, and the other, to blow up the giant asteroid. And both movies have a father seemingly making the ultimate sacrifice to save everyone else whether it's being caught in an explosion to save everybody, or narrowly escaping the explosion that is going to save everybody. And that is why the 1998 film Armageddon is just an A-movie version of the 2001 Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah giant monsters all-out attack. So, I picked Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade as the A-movie companion because both movies feature ancient forces coming to modern day in some way. Giant monsters all out all out fight had an ancient monster, uh, ancient guardian monsters coming from underground to fight Godzilla, and the Last Crusade had people in modern society trying to find the Holy Grail. Both movies feature a father and child as the main human characters, Yuri and her father, and Indiana Jones and his father. The hero of both films are motivated to continue on by a family member. 
Yuri's father was able to continue fighting Godzilla when he remembered that his daughter was in danger. And Indiana Jones went through several series and trials to find the Holy Grail to save his father. And the ancient defenses of both movies proved useless towards stopping a character from completing their goal. The ancient guardians were all beaten by Godzilla relatively easily, and Indiana Jones managed to get past all the ancient traps and trials to get to the Holy Grail. And that is why Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade is an A-movie version of Godzilla, Mothra, and King Godira, Giant Monsters All-Out Attack. There you have it. So, I think it's time that we need to talk about how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. I'll give you some drinking games for the movie, then so shall Paul. Number one, whenever someone says Godzilla, take a drink. Number two, whenever Godzilla shoots his laser, take a drink. Number three, anytime Yuri records something, take a drink. Number four, anytime a monster is revealed, take a drink. And of course, number five, because it's Kaiju month, anytime the Kaiju enter into battle, take a drink. Every time the old man warns people about Godzilla returning, take a drink. Every time a building is destroyed, take a drink. Every time a kaiju bites another kaiju, take a drink. And every time the humans attempt and fail to kill Godzilla, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the flick. Now we've come to the end of Kaiju Month, so I think it's fair that we should, you know, rate these films. In our, uh, in, in our opinion, which, which one was the best and the worst in, in between. For me, number four was Gamera, the Invincible from 1965. Too Americanized, not enough action, and it just it really felt like they were insulting the audience. Number three, Night of the Leapest from 1972. Uh, kind of a unique concept. Giant rabbits killing people and the people fighting back. You know, I, I was fairly entertained. You know, with how serious it was, it really shouldn't have been serious. And that added to the uh, the effect of the movie as well. Number two, Sexy Rangers from 2011. Sexploitation, kaiju, all in a small, you know, 65-minute package. Nice, concise, to the point, and didn't take itself seriously at all. Really, really enjoyable. Number one. Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All on Attack from 2001, is everything you want in a kaiju movie. A, you know, little bit of a plot and a lot of monster fighting. And that is why that reigns supreme for the films this month for me. My ranking goes number four, Night of the Lepus. It's so ridiculous, but somehow doesn't manage to be so bad it's good. I really wanted it to, but... Eh, I was kind of bored throughout most of it. Number three, Sexy Rangers. I enjoyed the film, but it was basically one ongoing joke that just went on for an hour. There were some funny parts to it, and it wasn't bad, but overall, film needs more than just one continuous joke. Number two, Gamera, The Invincible. This was a genuine kaiju film, and while the American version wasn't as good as the original Japanese, I didn't feel it detracted too much from it. And number one, Godzilla, Mothra, and King Godira, giant monsters all out attack. It was a fighting kaiju movie, and pretty much had everything that I wanted it to have in it. 
I wish it wasn't quite as slow-paced, and I wish the other kaiju were as tough as Godzilla. But I guess no- nothing else can really match up to the King of the Monsters. And that is my ranking for this month. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or any additional comments, feel free to leave a message below. You can follow us on Twitter at BMovieBros, like us on Facebook, or follow my personal Twitter at BMoviePaul. If you have any independent film that you're working on and would like to discuss it, you can email us at BMovieBros at gmail.com, and we'd love to have you on the show. And don't forget to go to our website, BMovieBros.com, where we have new content Monday through Friday. Now, friends, next month is February. And as such, you know, what's that big commercialized holiday in February every year, Paul? Arbor Day? No, Paul. We're we're talking about Valentine's Day. And what's Valentine's Day all about? Um, those nasty-tasting heart things. God damn it, Paul. Love. It's about love. So Uh, you know what next month we're going to do? We're going to do Lovecraft Month. As in... Movies adapted from the works of H.P. Lovecraft. So, friends, if you want to join us next time, we'll be taking a look at the 1986 film From Beyond, starring Jeffrey Combs and Ken Forhey. So until next time, be brave, be alive, be back for more. (laughs) 